Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to r slash Revenge, where this man makes it his mission to destroy the life of one of his employees after they try to assault another member of staff. I had a male member of staff try to force himself onto another staff member, a female. She chose not to press charges, but that didn't sit right with me. To preface, I live in a country that employs a large foreign expat workforce in pretty much every industry and in all levels. For someone to move here for work, they have to be sponsored by a company or the individual that's employing them. I own and operate a small restaurant business here and employ more than a handful of foreigners as servers, cleaners, kitchen staff, drivers, etc. So here's the story. I was lounging on my couch enjoying the last of my weekend one day when I get a call telling me that one of our sponsored employees, a server, let's call her Janice, was picked up for indecent exposure essentially. Long story short, she was caught hooking up with a guy in a private booth at a local restaurant. Basically, the police walked in on them whilst engaging in some seriously heavy petting. They were fully clothed, but the guy she was with, or practically on top of, I should say, had his junk out. It turns out he works at the restaurant two doors down from where she worked. After a bit of chastising and threatening to escalate the situation and have them deported to sufficiently scare their senses back into them, they let them go. But not before signing a pledge type document promising to never repeat the offense or else. A slap on the wrist basically and everyone got to go home, but it doesn't end there. That night, something clicked in my brain and I had the thoughts, how and why did the police find them in a private booth in the back of a restaurant before the restaurant's own staff did? So I called the restaurant the next day. I thought maybe they called the police on them immediately for some reason, or maybe the couple got belligerent when staff asked them to stop. It turns out the staff didn't actually notice a thing. In fact, up until that day, the police have never been to that restaurant before. And when they did, they simply walked in, went straight to the back booths where the two were sat, and they busted right in. I realized that this meant that someone must have seen them and called the cops on them point blank. The question was, who? I decided to speak to Janice. I wanted to speak to her anyway that day, both to check in and get her version of the situation. I also gave her the employer, you know you did something stupid chat, and I reassured her that she is keeping her job. I also wanted to ask who she thought called her in. Without hesitation, she said it had to be Sammy, who was one of our drivers. Why do you think it was Sammy? I asked. Well, he's the one that dropped me off at the restaurant that day. He might have seen my friend walk in right after me and called the police on us, she said. Well, that sounds a bit drastic. Why would he do that even if he'd seen you do anything? I asked. She claimed it was because he was jealous. He was really into her apparently and kept trying to get her into bed, she said. What genuinely annoyed me was when she told me that he actually tried to force himself on her once and she fought him off. 
and that he hasn't tried or even said anything since other than being very short and curt with her. My immediate response was, why on earth would you not tell me or one of your managers right away? She said that she dealt with it her way and it stopped. Plus, she didn't want anybody to get fired on her account and she didn't want any interaction with the authorities. So she decided not to make a big deal out of it in the first place. She also declined to press formal charges against him, which I advised her to do. Her declining infuriated me even more. This guy was gonna get off scot-free. Now, clearly I was about to fire Sammy, but in my mind, that was not enough. For someone to attempt to R a person basically and not get in trouble for it, that's not okay with me but it seemed like it was something that I'd have to live with. Obviously, my next conversation of the day was with Sammy. My intent was to confront him with the accusations. I called him into my office. I didn't really know where to start, so I went with, obviously, you've heard about what happened to Janice this weekend. He stepped in it right away. Heard about it? came the unexpectedly proud response from a proud-as-anything and positively beaming Sammy. I called it in. And this is where it started to get super satisfying. You see, for a couple of years since I met Sammy, every now and then he would pull out and show us all pictures of his wife, who was back home living with his mother. She was younger than him and quite beautiful, but sadly barren, which is apparently why she settled with an older fart like him. He was so proud of how pretty she was. He was also a devout religious man, or so he claimed. So I ask, and why call the police? He came back with, After I dropped her off, I waited to see who she was meeting because she's a troublemaker woman. When I saw the man walking after her, I called the police because I knew him and he's married and this is against the laws of God and man. I'm smiling now. I know I've got him. Why do that instead of calling your direct manager or even me and before even seeing for yourself what they were doing exactly at that? Why make it my problem and the company's problem what she does in her own time? Silence. Head down, counting his shoes. Sammy, I know why. I know what you did. Janice just told me. I'm disgusted by you and sorry that we hired you. He had the audacity to mumble. I only tried once, sir. I almost slapped him. Anyways, I fired him, handed him a one-way ticket home, which was in four hours, and told him to GTFO. This is where I get my not-so-petty revenge. I had his house phone number safe somewhere from when we hired him. It was on his CV. I knew that because I called him there to interview him before we first hired him. I waited until his flight took off, and I dialed the number. I assumed either his mother or wife would answer the call, but I was wishing for the latter, and I got my wish. Hello, Mrs. Sammy. I'm your husband's employer. Well, his former employer anyway. Just so you know, I fired him a few hours ago and he's on a flight home as we speak. His flight number is this. He'll be arriving at this time. And just so you are aware, I was forced to fire him because he attempted to R a fellow employee half his age. I'm sorry. I said that and promptly hung up, but not before hearing her gasping in shock. Well, there you go. A phenomenal piece of revenge to start off today's episode. And I completely agree with you. Look, obviously it's not your decision if this woman presses charges or not, but you can still be really upset that she didn't and want to take things into your own hands. And if you're the wife here, are you not kind of relieved a little bit to know what's going on? Obviously, she's in a state of shock at first, but after a period of settling down, I think she's going to be happy that Opie has told her what Opie has told her. By the way, I only tried once, sir is absolutely crazy like think about that what even is that for a sentence former manager made my life hell and i finally got her fired i was desperate to join a new job after my husband and i were both laid off last year 
When I was offered a new role, I knew it would be a step down from what I was doing, but the manager and the team seemed great, and that part hasn't changed. However, since my manager Gary was so busy, he basically offloaded me to another manager, Jane. I was supposed to be the connection point between my team and Jane, but it quickly became Jane micromanaging me. She would ask me to work through lunch, move or cancel vacation days, call me at 11 p.m. on weekends, and order me around on phone calls. She would also make nasty comments about my weight and said that I was big for my race. The list of personal slights is so long that it filled three pages. I would talk back to her and she did not like that, and that provoked her more. I only stayed because we needed to pay the bills. Finally, I had a mental breakdown on a Friday afternoon after she yelled at me for something trivial about scheduling a meeting without including someone from her team who I didn't know about. I was dealing with a family tragedy and I couldn't take it anymore. I told Gary about the situation with Jane and he was sympathetic and not at all surprised considering half her team quit. He immediately offered to move me to a different team under him and I was thrilled. Well, it turns out that going to the new team didn't help. Jane continued to order me around from afar. When I ignored her emails, she came to my desk one day and started loudly talking about how I'm not qualified for this role. Now, Gary overheard and finally told her off, but the verbal abuse did not stop. After two months there, I abruptly wrote my resignation letter and I also stapled the list of Jane's offensive comments to it, CCing everyone. Gary offered a bunch of accommodation to try and keep me, but seeing how she was still provoking from afar, I said the only way for me to stay would be for her to go, and he just didn't have that authority. Her manager was in a different country, and despite several HR complaints from at least five people, nothing was done. So I left, loudly and without shame, telling everyone exactly why I was leaving. Times were very bad for three months. There were nights that we would eat slices of bread just so we could pay the mortgage and emergency expenses from a health crisis and a funeral. Even after my husband found a job, we were still catching up on bills and we still are. I spent months applying to five to 10 roles per day, sometimes over 20. Last month, I saw a public memo about a big shot from a former company joining the company I just left. Now, I used to work with this guy closely, so I texted him. Congrats, let me know if you need any insights on the new place. We had a quick call where I told him some ins and outs, where I thought they could innovate. And after this call, he asked me to join the team as his chief of staff. I accepted. Imagine Jane's shock when we had our first all-hands call. All the VPs and above were asked to welcome the new Big Shot in a giant conference room. In Big Shot's speech, he breezed over that I'll be his chief of staff, along with a few key names. I now sat two levels above Jane, and apparently, within the three months that I wasn't there, the other half of her team turned over. Every single person left. Gary was excited for me and said all nice things. However, Jane took the classes through and sent Big Shot an email about how I'm an unqualified idiot, that I used to work for her, how I tried to get her fired, and that she suspects that I lied to get ahead. She didn't even try to be fake nice. Big Shot forwarded me her email and asked what this was about. I was so nervous and excited. Little did Jane know, I was a director at the Big Shot's competitor company under him and was already a level above her. So two levels now isn't a big leap. And I worked with him for five years. I had an hour call with Big Shot and told him she was bad for the company culture and was a nasty person in general. 
but the evidence he needed was Gary confirming that her whole team has turned over. My prior resignation letter, which was still sitting on my desktop when I logged in upon return, and a few other nasty emails she sent her recent staff, which they were happy to share with us. Big Shot fired Jane on Friday. Another great piece of revenge here. The only thing that slightly annoys me is that everyone knows that Jane is a terrible person, right? There's a reason why half her team has left and why I presume more and more employees were talking about leaving in the office, you know, people that worked under her. Why does it seem so hard to get people like this fired? You know, I don't have the authority. Oh, she's not done enough. I don't really care. Like if someone's a terrible person and nobody enjoys working with them, then they shouldn't be at the company. To me, it seems as if this could have all been so easily avoided by everyone just saying, okay, look, let's be honest, guys. No one actually likes this woman and she's actually not very good at her job. Simple as that. Couldn't you just do that? I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here, but nonetheless, a good outcome. I just feel like it could have been done so much sooner. And in that case, if it had been done sooner, loads of people would not have lost their jobs. Yeah, fair enough. You may have not ended up getting that amazing job that you have now, but in general, you know what I'm trying to say. A lot of people had to lose their jobs for Jane to finally be fired. And I'm not quite sure that's right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Try to steal my legally rented parking spot. Enjoy being unemployed. This happened last night, but I'm now in a good enough spot to actually post this. I'm not quite sure if it qualifies as pro, but it definitely isn't petty. I am a professional driver, and as such, on the roads in the US, there are different truck stops throughout the country that has a pay-to-park system. Usually about 10 to 20% of the lot marked off as reserved, with each space running from $15 to $25. The truck stop where this took place had parking for $17, which is relatively cheap for a guaranteed spot. The spots are reserved for 24 hours, starting at 4 p.m. local time and extending to 3 p.m. the following afternoon. I knew that I would have a late night delivery, so I came to the truck stop at around 3.30 and paid for a reserve spot. I told the manager on duty that I had a delivery up the road that night and would be back once delivery was completed, but should still be able to clear out the spot by the next afternoon, which is today. She told me this was fine and she would mark the spot as sold when I left. That way, if someone else comes in trying to reserve that spot, she could consult her notes and deny the sale. Quarter past 11 rolls around. I take off for my delivery. I don't get out of that facility though until 2.30 a.m. the next morning, this morning. So I groggily drive back to the truck stop to reclaim my paid for spots, only to find that the reserved parking spaces are all full. I call the manager on duty and after giving her my info, I inform her that all the spots are full and that someone has parked in a spot and hasn't paid for it. She sends her other employee out to start checking trucks. The culprit was from a company that is known for their bright orange trailers, and he was a company driver. The other employee starts banging on his door to inform him that he is parked illegally and that he has to move. Meanwhile, I can see the commotion from my mirror, 
with my vantage point in the fuel island where i've been instructed to temporarily park the driver answers the door with a bottle of heineken in one hand and some sort of smoking implement in another i know what it is but for the sake of the mods i'm not gonna say it i decided to roll down the window to hear the commotion and i hear the employee tell the driver to either move or he will get the towing company and police involved this driver is flat out irate that someone had the audacity to tell him where he can and cannot park so he slams the door on the employee threatening him the employee calls the police and tow company and the police show up first i'd worked for this company before so i know their policies and more importantly what they can and cannot have in their trucks alcoholic beverages are not allowed in the cab anything that isn't a cigarette or a cigar and a lighter also not allowed the coup de gras a pew pew of any kind absolutely not allowed and especially not allowed loaded this driver had all of that and some other not so legal substances in his cab so he was hauled away in cuffs his truck was hauled away on a wrecker i made a call after the commotion died down to the company's safety director and informed them that their rig will be in an impound lot and their driver is going to jail over the not-so-legal stuff he had in his truck. She thanked me and said that he will definitely lose his job, especially over the alcohol and the other not-so-legal stuff. I guess he played the screw-around-and-find-out card, and it bit him in his career. Well, that was just a calamity from start to finish. This guy is asking to be arrested. You can't be doing all this in the first place and then have a loaded gun in your car, be drinking alcohol, have some other illicit substances. I mean, come on, you're asking for it at that point. What is going on? It was just a matter of time, surely. This guy was on a, a path to prison. Simple as that. But hey, I guess he did save $17, so every cloud. Um, I'm sure he can use that in prison to buy probably nothing. I, I don't really know how prison systems work. Uh, yeah, my tip to this geezer would be only do one crime at a time. Because doing this many at once, yes, it's too much. It's just too much. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want more revenge stories right away, please do check out the episode that I've linked down below in the description on whatever platform you're on. And if you are on YouTube, click it. It's right there. Wow. Major, major thing, didn't I? Major you think. If you are new to the channel, hit the follow button, subscribe, drop a like on this one. And I'll see you all tomorrow with a brand new Reddit story. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.